Welcome back to the Blood Lab, ladies and gents. I'm Al, my brother Marcus, Rick, and Sean. What's going on, fellas? What's up, boys? Fins- Doctors? Fins up. Hey, <laughs> I like that. Yes, sir. Well, let's jump right into it. Today, we're going to talk about Sweet Home, Pet Cemetery, Bloodlines, and Leave the World Ooh. Behind, which just recently dropped on net. So let's start off with Sweet Home. 우리에겐 찬스보다 강력한 무기는 없어요. 있어요. 사람을 해치지 않는 괴물들이. 괴물은 괴물일 뿐이야. <웃음> 이것은 질병이 아니다. 주다. I know the three of you are ready to be extremely disrespectful. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just nailed it. Let's just get this party started. Always um, ready, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Now was, I'm gonna I'm, I'm going to say this about Sweet Home. <clears throat> Number one, I never told you guys it was an awesome show. True. I never said those words. True. I just wanted you guys to check it out, just to get your point of view on what the show is what the show's premise was about now for me when i first started watching it the first episode i was like "Ooh, uh hmm, i don't know but i can't quit on things so i kept watching and this was, and this was right at the this was right when the pandemic started so i was like you just keep watching and the more oh your timing it progresses the more i was like Okay, I'm on board. Like, again, it wasn't my favorite show in the world, but I was able to jump on board with some of the things that they were doing. I like the monsters. The the concept of what kind of monster you turn into is still kind of weird, whether it's based off desire or whatever the case may be. It was a little weird. Very. The, uh, The translation might be being missed from <laughs> Korean to English. Yeah, get me that started. Because <laughs> when you switch it to English and you see what they're putting in the subtitles, it's totally different. Yeah. Oh, it's completely different. Almost changes the context of what they're saying <laughs> to that point. You're like, that's not at all what that motherfucker said. And it's like in a different tone, like one's disrespectful and like one's super sweet. You're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, this is worse than the old 80s Kung Fu Saturday show. Yeah, that's good. honestly what it reminded me of. I'd rather watch original Godzilla for the dubbing, bro. <laughs> it, it definitely, <laughs> Never it definitely it. gave me that old school Kung Fu feel with a whole new, you know, in, in this in this like time period. But it felt very kung fu-y when I watched it. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, you gotta you gotta hear me out on this. Was it not really just the Korean Resident Evil, twenty years like newer and starting time? I mean, it had a couple of concepts from different things thrown in there. Like in Resident Evil, they're all the same entity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I do like the creature creation. That's one thing that I've talked to you guys about. Like as far as the positives in the show, I don't have a lot. But the creature creation and the individual creations and how they kind of went with it. I thought that was intriguing. It wasn't intriguing enough that they wanted to explain it. Um, so that's interesting. I certainly did not explain it. <laughs> I think it goes back to what Al just sort of like threw in there kind of vaguely is that the monsters sort of have this sort of like the way the monster becomes or evolves to what it is is kind of based on you. You know, similar to like what we saw in Project Power and a yeah, few other I things did. where like <laughs> it's it's kind of based on your DNA or your psychology how that monster comes out very loosely though and to me that's not a problem but at the same time like if that's what your theme is if that's what you're setting up as the premise it should be kind of concise or explain away why it's not as far as a plot line that's just me now one thing they didn't do very well was it it to go to what she said sean it, it seemed as if like they got a different script every episode and maybe kept a little bit of what they were talking about the previous episode. And like, like they're almost ended individual shows. This, yeah. There was a lot of bad and a lot of good in this show. More <laughs> bad. More bad than good, though. <laughs> I love, I love, I love, I love, a little bit. 60, 40, 70, 30. 
they do know how yeah. to tug at some emotional strings. Oh yeah, because there was once uh, there was one scene, like, okay, it was when the the older lady was taking care of the two kids and she was like washing them off and cleaning them, and then as she's cleaning them, they just start fucking crying out of nowhere, and the way they were crying, like first I started to <laughs> laugh. But as I was laughing, a tear was coming out of my eye, and I was just thinking to myself, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't know. I feel like those those emotional moments might have meant and landed a little bit better if they weren't so fucking haphazard within that (laughs) script. It's like you're sitting here just kind of dealing with it, and, like, he's getting bullied and shit, and he's like, yeah, well, okay. And then you go through, like, a whole scene, and it cuts back to him, and he's like, well, I'll probably end up killing myself today. Yeah. And then the show ends, and you're like, yes. "What yes. the fuck?" Like, uh, there's, there's, that's why no I had to keep watching. I was like, "Hold up, is it what the fuck?" And and the kid that was bullying him, the reason he was bullying him because the sky was blue. Yeah. Again, I don't know if something was missed in translation. That's what I say. I feel like something's very, and I don't want to say Asian like as a like a stereotype, but there was like no. definitely something that wasn't translated was to English Korean. in our understanding. Yeah. No, listen, guys, listen, guys, yeah, no real, bro. real. I mean, we can laugh about it, but the more a more like realistic point of view on it is, it's because with the, I say this all the time about cultures, we're we're not the same. So, and even that the same thing with the language, like. A translation is not word for word. It's more of what it means. No, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, hey, what up, my man? Doesn't mean, hey, what's up, my man? It's a saying. It's a way of saying hello. You know what I mean? So if you just try to translate those words to somebody who doesn't get that, it, it comes, it becomes like very technical. And I think with Korean, I don't think that was the problem at all. It, they didn't have a problem Americanizing everything else. It's it seems cheesy to I guess the point I'm trying to make is, and this was why it was harder for me to watch it. Uh, let's be real about it. If it wasn't highly recommended by Al both one and two, us kind of us kind of deciding that we were gonna have this conversation. If not for those two elements, I never would have watched it. So so I, I'm not going out on a limb to say that I didn't have to <laughs> I didn't have to like push myself to get all the way through it. But there are definitely elements to it where I understand why it's not as enjoyable for someone who doesn't appreciate Korean art. So what you're saying, Rake, is that it was easy that Twisted Metal was the easier watch. That uh, I could relate to oh. the Twisted Metal way better. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it seemed like the dialogue again was more cohesive. Like you can't sit here and tell me a whole story about like I feel like the translation and the way that they had to fill gaps. Like I don't know, maybe it's a shorter language, but they would have to say all this like just asinine random shit to fill words. So they'd be sitting here talking about like the fish. He's like, oh, well, I don't really like brown corvina. I like white corvina, but I don't like the brown corvina. You're like, why is this important to any goddamn thing? <laughs> they fill it with so much specific information. You're like, what the fuck? And you feel like it's going to matter, but then it doesn't. It's just them filling. <laughs> that's where, I, that's where I get at. It doesn't really matter to us in American culture, but in that Korean culture, that's probably like gives a feel or some sort of like, like, you know, some sort of like, oh, you're a, you're a white, not a brown. You know what I mean? Like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We'll get that. Maybe I can see that. So let me ask this. I'm, 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 I'm going to ask the three of you this. Now, did you guys have any part of the show that you liked? I already know you guys disliked it. Can, I thought you guys were going to be a little <laughs> bit more. You know, no, absolutely. I'll, I'll again, be, I'll start because like, like I said, I probably disliked it the most out of them all. But there are redeeming features about it. I mean, the creature design and the creature construction was very well done. Like, that's old school Rick Baker shit. Like, they did very good with designing the creatures, making them look cool. And the things that they could do, like, there was definitely some cool creature features, which was one of the most redeeming things about it. Um, Other than that... Rick, you want to take it? (laughs) I, I, okay, look, I'll put it like this. The story, the storyline, plotline, part of it all... It's, it tries to tie it all together. Um, it's like how I feel about Walking Dead. It's it's very lame duck. But the qualities in there, like like you just you touched on the one part. I was very happy with the monster quality, like what they put into mm-hmm. in terms of they put a lot of effort into those monsters and and how they're played and they out. Look cool. Yeah, they look cool. Uh, two, yeah. I which did, monster stood out to you guys the most? Um, 
I like the ones that were able to think. Like, I don't know. I don't know how else to word it. Like, there wasn't really a specific one that I liked better than the others, but I liked the ones that were more intelligent. It, it, it was like, those are the ones that we got into and talked about during the show more. Where those, like, because, like, we say, like, my wife and I, when I say we, we, we talk about it all the time. Like, the zombies are going to be more like World War Z zombies or like Army of the Dead zombies. Like, if we have to deal with zombies, I think they're going to be smarter. So these like little more evolved, a little bit smarter monster style zombies were the ones that I enjoyed about the show and look forward to seeing more of. Well, also just looking from like a classic gamer background, like if you look at games, like, you know, fighting the big stupid idiot guy is always like a subplot to everything. You just got to knock down some columns and take them out. It's the ones that can think like right. they're like the smartest ones of their group. They're like the boss fight and they're dangerous because mm-hmm. when they can think and then they got those other capabilities, you got to worry about that. So yeah, the ones that could think um, I did like the big bulky guy, the big like weightlifter guy, <laughs> yeah. where they pitted the two against each other. That was kind of yeah. When dope. they like, fought, there was that was really good. That were cool. Yeah, well, it's because they were so like dense in the head. Like one of the smarter ones, they couldn't have done that with, but they were so just like driven that they could do that. So that was kind of cool. What about you, Marcus? I agree with Rick and Sean, man. But honestly, bro, I would be, I want to be <laughs> fucked up. I don't have a lot to say. Hey, <laughs> I just, I want you to be fucked was, up. If, Hey, look! Nah, I want every, I want I, I want all y'all to be honest about it. I just had a hard time getting through. I, I'll say that I had a hard time watching it, getting through it. I was just like, I know we got to do it's this. It's fucking slow. <laughs> Let's just own it. <laughs> it's slow and just do it. It is. It is. And like, it is. I feel the same way about Walking Dead. The story is like all over the place. It's like the story is all over the place. Like, what's what's the thing with the 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 Korean culture with suicide, man. Like, what is that? Like, Dude, why the is Japanese that? Like, well, and it's as well, a very, it's a, it's yeah. a very Asian thing, from what I understand. And I'm not obviously Asian, um, but from what I understand, that's a thing over there <laughs> that they give it high honor. Um, they have that whole Oki, uh, Aoki Ogara, uh, the, oh, the suicide okay. forest in Japan, where Logan yeah, got busted dude. doing his thing. I mean, that's a very. It's a, it's it's kind of a different thought process over there, but you got to think they don't hold a lot of the same religion that we do either. A lot that's of it's true. like rebirth and stuff. So, yeah, I, I'm not advocating it uh, for everybody that's watching it. I'm not advocating it. I'm just saying that it's thought of differently in different cultures. And I think in Asia, it's a little bit more of a normal thing than here. Here, it's looked down on very, it's very uh, problematic here for us. Really stop getting their taxes. I'll wrap it up like this. I'll wrap up that's so we don't like this. That's um, a good point. I appreciate that. Because that, that's main, something I was thinking of watching it. The main dude, you can see how he cut himself up, attempted suicide, so you kind of see what his monster ability was, because those are blades coming out of his arms. Yeah, and they're hot blades. Um, In the second season... I don't want to be too fucked up about it. I'm going to say this. You guys had difficulty going through the first season. I did not. <laughs> Granted, I did find it really slow, at some points boring, all over the place. The one thing I did like about the first season the most is the song that's being played the whole time. Not the Imagine Dragons. They had some good soundtrack, dude. Mm-hmm. They did have some good say, music, music actually. Was good. But, but the little yeah. Asian, the, the Asian girl that was playing the guitar, the playing the Sweet Home song, I actually like that song. It's a pretty good song. I did like when I first listened to it. I was like, "Okay, are they singing in Korean?" I did, but then they're actually singing in English. You just can't really pick that up in the song, but it's a really good song. Lyrics are pretty all right. Even the lyrics are actually all over the place in the it's song. Like too, like, it's like English opera. It's like English opera. Yeah, look at the lyrics and be like, "What?" Some of the things they're saying in the song, I was like, "Eesh." <laughs> like I don't get that. No, and again, I think that's lost in translation. But something you guys mentioned earlier was the fact of like how it correlates with Walking Dead. I think it does, and especially so in the fact that, again, it's kind of one of those apocalyptic settings, like a period play, mm-hmm. and it deals mostly with what the people that are in those situations are doing. It, it It's kind of like the monsters are mostly background, and it provides this setting for the people to do what they're going to do, and it kind of looks at humanity like that. So I did yeah, like that. Right. Also, the fact that, of the main character, the fact that he has that ability to kind of turn but he has to hold it back and that's what i've been saying like we talked about a couple different episodes ago as far as like what a good man is like what a hero is and in my opinion in a lot of people's opinions it's not the weak man who controls himself because he has to because he can't do anything else it's the strong 
overly violent man that can keep that down and not be bestial about it. Right, right. So, I mean, the fact that he is a monster true to heart and he can use that for good when he wants to, that's cool. I've always admired that trope. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And one, one of the redeeming parts in, in the first season before we move on to the second season was that kidnapping pedophile. Mm. When he got his ass whooped, like the hammer to the face, like I was like, man, I just wish I could be holding that hammer. Like I, every strike to the face, I was like, yes, just one more. Just one well, more. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a couple of comeuppance, like the old guy that beat that chick, too. Like, the guy that you could tell yeah. from the very beginning was very controlling, very domineering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he started, when he, you could tell, like, it was off screen, but you could tell he was beating her and getting physical with her and shit. And, like, you're just like, it just, it, it's everybody getting to that root of who they are in danger. I like, will add that. I will add that. One of the things that I really guess I didn't mention very well and about the things that I liked about the show was the majority of the violence actually took place on those that deserved it. You know what I mean? A lot of times yeah. when you watch movies with a lot of violence, it's typically like innocents that are getting hurt and then some avenging to that or some hero to that. But in this in this in this kind of series, it yo, it was everybody that was getting it kind of deserved it. That I came away with that vibe and most and, and you bringing back up the the fucking pedophile fight. I mean, not saying a hundred percent. But there was enough of it, like it kept it redeeming. Like you didn't feel like it was just yes, this, this is this overall absolutely. like negative violence. Like sometimes violence is necessary, and in this this series definitely shows. You know, I mean, obviously when you're just, having to deal it, with it, monsters it, and zombies and shit, it was it was uh, good yeah, about there's that. Some shows like that, that redeeming qualities. They get really heavy. You watch like two episodes, and you're like, I got to check out of this world for a little bit. It's too much. It's too pressing. So yeah, I, and that's why there were, and that's why there were certain scenes that tugged at those emotional strings. And I was like, you know, times it made me laugh and almost cry at the same time. Like, you know, it was a little back and forth and like, "Mm." but man, they do not, I'm, you know, moving on. Um, the second season, (laughs) the second season didn't get me until the sixth episode. What do you mean by get you? (laughs) Really? I got you back. it, It got me back a little bit. A little bit. I'm still, you know, the third season is coming out next summer. I am going to watch it with how it ended. Because you see, season one ended with um, the kid with the glasses that had the little sister dying in the Uh building. You know, with the building collapsing on him. A sister in the second season is spending her time trying to find him. And we all, I don't know if you guys remember that the fire, the fireman lady, Mm -hmm. Uh, she was pregnant looking for her husband, but she gives birth in the second season. Okay. I think I saw that in the trailer. That's right. You were something. (laughs) You can tell me about that. What she gives birth to almost kind of reminds me of Z Nation a little bit. Stop. So in Z Nation, Murph was given a shot for the cure. If he bit you, he was able to turn you into like a half zombie. He has a daughter who basically can control zombies. So what that fireman lady gives birth to, all she has to do is touch you, and she can turn you into a zombie. And control, and control you, you. through telekinesis type of shit. Look. So that Look. kind of brought me back on board a little bit. And then the season finale, not during the whole episode, they were showing like people finding big ass cocoons or whatever. Well, at the end of the at the end of the season, one of the cocoon hatches, and it's the brother that died in the first season that comes out of the cocoon.
GTFO. Wow. If you remember when he was dying and the building was collapsing on him, he was turning into a monster. Yeah, yeah. He was switching. I figured we'd see him again. So it's I definitely think... a weird show. Oh, it's it is. Uh, like, it, it, it deserves a follow-up just to see where they're going with it, if nothing else. I mean, look, I'm not going to, again, I told you guys, I'm not going to force you to watch the second season. That's up to you. That's what I'm saying. Let me know. Let uh, me know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I finished the second season already. Let me tell you. Uh, I mean, again, a lot of series. Next summer, I'm waiting. A lot of series, like with the third season scenario with that. A lot. I mean, look, most of the major series that I have watched, whether binged or mostly binged, um, I don't get into them until after they're completely done filming. I'll give you some perfect examples. I did not watch a single episode motherfucking sewed of Game of Thrones until about two years after it was completely done. So I got to watch it the though. whole time. Yep. And nope. there is definitely times throughout it where if I was having to wait each week to watch this, I probably wouldn't watch it the next week. Being able to watch it in its entirety makes it much more enjoyable because I can tune out the shit I don't like as much. And this show probably falls in that category. Another one was Office. I'm Office fan number one. You guys all know it if you know me personally at sure. all. But let me, I didn't sure. start watching Office like until that. five or six years after the motherfucker was done. Like, I don't get into well, most. I'm always of, late to the party, too. Same thing. I'm 70s show is another one that I didn't get into until mm -hmm. it was done. I don't really like to watch them until I know I can get to the conclusion or I don't want to watch it. I don't want to get stuck hanging. Well, I don't like hopping on trends either. I'd rather something that sticks around and has that stay in power. Like, people are still talking about it six months later. Okay, I'll give it a watch. Like, Game of Thrones was hot for years and afterwards. I think, so I and like, I think right. we've mentioned this a few times before. I, 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 I like the right amount of time length of the show. Like, you know, four to six seasons is probably enough for most shows. Once it starts getting over that, it starts getting saturated with dumb shit and them trying to compensate to come up with what to write for. Mm -hmm. They've already wrote out like the original plot line. So now it's like, okay, what do we do with that? Not what the original thought processes were. So, you know, like Ozark, Banshee, stuff like that. You know, I like them four or five, six seasons. I was going to say, like, even because they have that, that lore that you can do, nobody wants to sit through like 12 seasons. It's just by the time that you get to that point, I don't know, you're oversaturated with the characters and the plot and the whole theme of it because at the end of the day, it is very similar no matter how many seasons they change or like with Walking Dead, how many different towns oh they go to. Oh my God. It's very, mm -hmm. it's very cookie cutter the way that it happens. Slight differences, slight variances, but it's always the same shit. And so after eight or nine seasons, you're like, what can you possibly do? And then no nuance comes, you're done. So Al, I'll ask you this real quick before you move forward then. Like how, I mean, mm -hmm. how do you, how many... How many months do you rate in the show? Like personally, I know you like the show, but do you? Where do you really rate it? That's a good question, actually, for all of us. <laughs> where is it? Honestly, I'm going to rate the first season. I'm going to give the first season two and a half months. Oh shit! Okay. Two and a half months. <laughs> Damn, that is low, bro. Okay. No, for him, yeah, yeah that's what I was gonna say. He's like, no, it's not great. The way you were selling it, bro, I was like, damn, I thought it was gonna be at least four. Because, again, I didn't Jeez. hate it. I could get through it. Again, I was able to get the second season. You know, the second season literally gets half a blood for me. No, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't get me till the sixth episode. Like I said, I'm waiting till it's a little too late. Yeah, you know, I'm going to wait. I'm going to watch the third season. Because, again, I told you guys, I have this thing. Once I start something, I have to finish it. They'll I quit. can't quit. Yeah. I know you guys are... Oh, it's like Wait, not to going to the end of the song. Two and a half bloods for the first season. Half a blood for the second season. We'll I see what it's showing a heartbeat. I, I'm with you what though. About I, you before I move on, I, I give it. I give it two and a half bloods. That's about what I was going to give the first season. Um, I haven't watched the second season yet, but the concept. You don't need to. You really don't. The, need the to. concept. Of, just, the it. concept of that particular offspring though that. has got me want to watch that. So I mean that alone. That's true. Hey, That's if you check it out, we can watch talk about six. it more. Right? You know what yeah. I mean, Marcus? I'm trying to think what I. I'm trying to think of what I gave Twisted Metal. I think it was like half. Twisted Metal, you gave like a half. No, it was like a bowl at first. And that's because you're disrespectful. Cash bowl. I gave like one and a half. One and a half, two. As I was saying, it wasn't like the worst show I've ever seen, but it it was not. Yeah, it's not my cup of tea. That's for sure. Sean. And I'm going to go right in with y'all. Like, honestly, yeah, I'd say two is solid. Um, I can't go to three because that means that it's over halfway, and that's not the case. 
was some redeeming features, man. Like I said, the creature creation, like there's some really cool stuff in there. So it's yeah. not a zero at right. all, but no, it's not great. Now we're going to move on to this next movie. And it wasn't a terrible movie, but. <laughs> That's not a great movie. I didn't hate it, y'all. Here's the thing. No, you didn't. Is it Pet Cemetery Bloodlines? This evil is something different. I, I know, Marcus, you didn't get a chance to watch it. It's okay. You're not missing a fucking thing because <laughs> no. literally, no. there's no new story to it. We already know it. Yeah, yeah. Because you know how in the first Pet Cemetery, that's all Judd prequels, is though. telling the story of what happened in the past, you know, about uh, his dog and his best friend. Like they, yeah, yeah. The kid who was. Be who was brought to life, they had to kill Blase Blah. Well, they just basically made a movie out of it. Yeah. Uh, they expound on that story. It's that story done as a movie. Well, no, I disagree. Seeing, I disagree, you guys. And, and you know what? Seeing the regular seeing the original Pet Cemetery and now we see the prequel, all it told me is that Judd is a fucking moron. <laughs> yeah, uh, Judd ain't bright. Judd ain't bright. I mean, he's not very bright in the later that movie. In either, the, but... in the original too. But here's my thing, Al, real quick, before you go on further. It does give us a lot more of a backstory on how intertwined the families are to the fucking burial ground. Like, we get a whole explanation as to why it's like it is and how come it stays, these families keep getting pulled back to this town. And we didn't learn none of that stuff in the original. So I, I did gain some new stuff in Bloodlines. And I think that's why it's called Bloodlines, because it teaches us. It's because of these families, this, you know. Uh, David Duchovny, yeah, cool. David Duchovny, I like him in everything he's in. He was good. He was very yeah. good in it. He's he's good. He's in a role you don't usually see him in. And our boy from House of the Fall of Usher slash E.T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was actually pretty good in this one as well. He was a little better acting in this one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think what he was doing in the House of Usher had to do with the cocaine and the drugs. You probably right. Kind of you know being being the rich bitch that he was, being a wild motherfucker. Um, yeah. But in Bloodlines, with what happened. What he witnessed, I understand why Judd stayed behind to pre what to protect, air quotes, if you're listening and not watching. Why would you allow Lewis to bury a cat and start this shit all after what the he's, fuck you just went he, through? He's <laughs> shot the fuck out, and it's many years <laughs> later. I'm telling well, you, I mean, that's part of the... Well, that's what I've always said, because, like, that's just dumb. That's just dumb shit. But at the same time, like, that is the pull of the cemetery, it looks for those weak-minded people. Weak-minded like, people, yeah. That's kind of what they explain. That. They look for weak-minded people to get that process going again. Um, and so that's kind of where I get it. Like, it did need a little bit more pulling, because, yeah, why the hell would Judd bring Lewis up there to bury his cat knowing what happened? But again, it's the pull of the earth, and he says it at the end of the the old movie, too. Mm -hmm. He's like, ah, Lewis, I don't know why I took you up there. I, I guess I just, I'm a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> that hit. <laughs> And he is like, yeah, he's like, I'm uh, I was dumb, but that, that was dumb. Stephen I shouldn't King. have done that because now your whole family's dead. <laughs> yeah, like for me, you know, again, Judd is a fucking moron. I give that movie two fucking blunts, you know, two blunts. That's all that movie gets from me. It's good to see that Judd was always so stupid, you know. And you know what? Yes, I second that. That fucking <laughs> moron, that dude's a fucking Idiot. moron. Yeah, yeah, two bloods for me. He was, you, he, he was definitely um, not the brightest one in the bunch, but I did enjoy the backstory with it. Um, I'm a little more nostalgic on it, I think, than y'all, and I think it was a way better film quality than the original Pet Cemetery. Um, I, I would give it three bloods um, simply because um, it didn't, like, I guess the best way to word this is Pet Cemetery, the original, was a bit scary. For me, because and I think yes. you know we talked about this when we talked really? about horror movies before. As at that age, <laughs> like if, watching it at this age, I would feel I would find it disturbing, not scary. Right at that age, it was scary. So this one wasn't disturbing. It was more of a like a, I like a quality horror movie now. You know what I mean? Not just gore or slasherness. So I, I liked it better than the majority of what you guys. It sounds like did with it. I I I did get. I give it three. I, I would watch a. Another prequel to the Pet Cemetery if it didn't include Judd. <laughs> what about? What do you give a show? Man, I'm, 
I feel the same way as you do, Al, man. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, there was some cool things that they introduced as far as concepts, but to me, it wasn't world-changing. It wasn't event-ended. It wasn't anything big. They just were like, they seasoned it a little bit. The same story I've already heard. Like I said, when it first came out, we all watched it together. We talked about it on one of these casts. I was like, bro, it's the... We've already heard this story. Like, I thought we were going to get more. So I was a little disappointed and let down that they were mostly, I get that they added to it, but mostly telling the same story that we already went through. So I'm going to go with two blunts on this one. I feel like it could have been better. Uh, it wasn't terrible, but yeah, it, was, it, 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 definitely it definitely wasn't what I hoped for. not a terrible for. movie. Definitely not a terrible movie. Oh, no. Movie. I, it wasn't what I was hoping for because we've talked about Pet Cemetery and how I feel about it before and how that was one of the very few movies as a kid I didn't make it through. So to now watch this one, and I know it's because I'm older, maybe I'm a little jaded in that way as far as comparison, but it wasn't that movie. It wasn't that scary right. movie that made me walk out. It didn't really give me the heebie-jeebies. It was just kind of like, oh, this is interesting. So it was an expectation thing. You like it? It did it meet your expectations? Of course. You know, of yeah, course. I would never say that I wanted exactly a movie without any expectation. Yeah, that's exactly what it yeah, was. I would say so because, well, I mean, it's got their name attached to it. So you want to see some more Stephen King shit? Plus, it had Stephen King's name attached to it, which usually means better than than worse so i was like yeah. i'll give it a chance but then when it retold the same story it just wasn't enough for me to really yeah. like excite about it and they, that's all as was that now moving on this new flick on netflix which i literally just found out that it was produced by the obamas yep yep which also he's me. telling me that, man. Yes, sir. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it says it's a last frame, a <laughs> last frame right before they start the movie that says executive producer is Barack and and uh, Michelle Obama. Mm -hmm. Hello. Now, Hello. the Tell performances in this movie, great. Absolutely. And Julia Roberts. Her worst movie ever. <laughs> I love her in this movie, dude. I don't know about that. She's had some shitty ones. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I love her in this one. First, she's she racist. Was she was good. She was prickly yeah. as fuck. That's what I don't yeah. like watching her. That's prickly. what I mean. Like See, I fucking hated racist, her. But you saw, but you saw as soon as she got licked up, she oh, wanted some of that black up. penis. But boy. now here's the thing. Here's the thing that I didn't get about that. Like I get that. Okay, maybe you're not happy. Okay, maybe this guy's dope because Mahershala Ali is, is dope. Yeah, he's the one that saved the fucking movie. Julia Roberts, racist question mark. But that being said, how are you going to dance with this man for two minutes and and want to fuck him? Like that, dude, that seemed out yeah, of place. Like they start jamming, and she's a little drunk, and they're Did like, "Okay, we go dance? fuck." And you're like, I'm, gl "I'm glad you brought that up." Do you see her? Do you see her dance moves compared to Mr. Ali's? Because I can't say his first yes, name, so I'm just going to call it Mr. Not. Ali. Did you see? Yeah. She looked like Elaine in fucking Seinfeld. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, oh, she's not doing the Elaine. I was like, what the hell? That's a Did very good comparison. Even when she tried to slide, her shoe almost came off trying to slide, dude. Bro, like when she's screaming at the animals, there's just so many scenes where she just looked like she was like, like as Julia gone psycho, as they switched her out, it just doesn't seem like her, bro. I, when they were I screaming get, at the deer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that made me laugh. You know, my wife didn't watch the movie with me, but again, she walked in on this particular scene. <laughs> on that That's part. awesome. And she's like, <laughs> "That is awesome." She's like, "What the hell is going on here?" I'm like, Ugh. "Yeah." If you walk in on that scene, un un unprovoked, like if you don't know what's going on in that scene, it's pretty fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, what's this? Like, with. Everything that was going on in that movie, I can see playing out in, oh, yeah. in real time. And that's, I think, the most now, important see, part of this conversation about it. I feel like we've gotten pretty close to a couple of those things a few times. Like, oh. we've seen it coming down the road. It just never materialized. But it's right there. And it's coming. And it's coming. And, and you notice how when Ethan Hawke is trying to run away from what he thinks is some something, but then it's just pamphlets. And it has yeah, the, the uh, Propaganda. The propaganda and shit. Mm -hmm. That's how that's the America hit. And then you fast forward to, to the end of the movie where you have three great actors in one scene. Kevin Bacon. Uh, uh -huh. Ethan Hall, oh, yeah. That was And phenomenal. Mr. Ali. Okay. Mr. Ali comes up like, hey, man, you know, we're friends. He's like, you know, we're friends. All right. Uh -huh. Kevin Bacon lets him know. Hey, you know, Kevin Bacon actually 
is being really polite. Oh, I, I, I got so much Al vibes from that scene, that first scene when he comes up for the medicine. I was like, this is so Al. Mm -hmm. This is so Al. <laughs> what I got isn't your business. Danny, come on, Al. It's me. We know each other. We're friends. That's the old way, George. You're not thinking clearly. Danny, what are you saying? You telling this man not to take care of his son? Nothing makes a whole lot of sense right now. When the world doesn't make any sense, I can still do what's rational, which is protect my own. What you do is your business. <laughs> and yeah. he, he's being super polite. And then all oh, told him, he's like, hey, he's like, I, I get there's problems. It ain't our problem in here. Exactly. You know, y'all fuck off with your shit. Yeah. And I get that. And then it turns from, hey, we're friends to, hey, we're not leaving until we get what we need. Mm. Real fast. You see how Real fast that happened. Yeah. Human nature, bro. Human that nature. fast. And, and, and you know, the best part about that, I'm glad that you brought that scene up because the best part about that scene is Ethan Hawke's complete surprise at how fast it escalated. Like, he's just mm -hmm. looking like, what the fuck? Whoa. He's like, whoa. whoa Ethan whoa, got in between the telephones. He's phenomenal. Yeah, he they, they, uh -huh. All three of them were great in that scene. And, you know, Ethan yeah. Hawke, you know where he's coming from. You know, he's trying to take care of his son. Uh -huh. And he's... Yeah, he won't let see nobody shot over it, though. That shit's crazy. And <laughs> even Ethan is being polite about it because he's asking. He's not looking to take. He's asking. Uh -uh. Yeah. Bacon uh -huh. is being polite about letting you know, like, hey, dude, you guys should have been not preparing the whole... the whole fucking time. Basically, is the yeah. tone. Oh, he even says it's something about, he's like, oh, I've been telling people, the news has been telling you, how many things you guys got to hear before you fucking don't believe it? Like, he's like, that's crazy that none of you. Let me lay this on you guys, okay? I, I have a few questions that it rises that I feel like the most beneficial thing to come out of reviewing this particular movie is to have these type of discussions, right? So if you were at, well, you can... I want, I want to know what both of your sides are to both be A, the owner, and B, the renter. You have an Airbnb <laughs> and this shit goes down. How are you handling that situation? Oh, Ooh. Mr. Ali and his daughter, by the way, who has... That was an interesting dynamic to have to yes. explore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For yeah. sure. Well, I mean, Very. especially considering, and we've talked about it before, the preconceived notions of the white family that's there and how that directs their interaction. Mm -hmm. It didn't have to go like that, but it did. And you could tell that Ethan Hawke is obviously the least racist of the two because he has no preconceived notions about who these people are. He's just like, honey, maybe we should listen. It does look like their fucking house. Yeah, let's help a little bit because, you know, we... And they yeah. were being She's like, nope. nope. Ali and his daughter yeah, were polite. Like, they could have been like, get the fuck out of our house, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, the way that they went at it, too. And he was uh -huh. very sophisticated about it, too. He's like, look, I can understand how, how terrible this seems. This is an unfortunate situation. But perhaps uh -huh. we could. And she's like, no, fuck that. So it's kind of like, look, man, you got to meet people on that level. You can't just fucking be the fucking asshole. I mean, when people I, are trying I, to... I'll say straight up. At one point, I know Julia Roberts wanted to say, we are not letting these niggas stay in this house. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, dog. She <laughs> sounded so crazy. She said everything about oh, that. She was God. basically like, yeah. yeah. There was also a lot of symbolism. Okay, look, I'm, I'm sorry. I just... Uh... I don't feel comfortable staying in a house with people I don't know. In it as well. I don't know if you guys caught it. Oh, absolutely. Like a lot of the way that the pan shots are and the stop shots and then like instead of having the the, the, the dialogue that's occurring, whether it's a monologue or two people talking, um, it, it's never really centered on those people or the person. It's always like this, right? And then wow. there's something here these specific times on the clock and the specific yep. spellings of words and how the, there's certain letters highlighted out. I don't want to give too, too much away in a spoiler fashion, but I do want to bring it to the attention. attention. So folks, when they watch it, they look a little more for it. Oh, yes. It's good that you mentioned that, dude. I noticed yeah, that from yes. a lot of Netflix things. Netflix is very into the details. Like, that's why their movies have been successful, in my opinion. They pay a lot of attention to details that most movie companies leave out. Like, uh -huh. they always have the coolest lightings. They always mm -hmm. have the coolest fucking soundtrack. Like, they pay attention to newer age things that succeed in movies. And Netflix has made a very good platform from it. So, that being said, yeah, you're right. Some of the shots in it were really fucking cool. Well, they're also extremely left. 
They're also very extremely oh, yeah. left. I mean, that's everybody. That's that's all big. There's business a lot now. of symbolism there. But as far there. as the shots go, it was cool because there was a scene where Julia Roberts was laying down and he dropped a water glass in front of her face and it was like her face sideways, but it was upside down because of the water. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some really cool shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, Rick, I roll up to my house with my daughter. I'll play, <laughs> I'll play it polite just so that I get into the house. And once he opened up that liquor cabinet and you saw that piece, things would be a little bit different. Well, once he opened up the liquor cabinet, point. there should have been no fucking question that you knew where the fuck you were. And then the tenant, you know, Ethan and, and, and this yeah. chick knew That's they were too. in an Airbnb. So you need to, at that point, negotiate. All right, look, check it, bro. I'm not planning on just staying here forever. I got you, but at least let's ride this out together in the beginning, especially as they were. I mean, even her, she was a little protective. Maybe like a little, you know, very forward like, but at the end of the day, they were being very polite, hospitable. And they weren't acting at oh, all. Yes. They weren't acting at all like they were sus or shady. So I, I feel like, you know, I, you know, looking at it from both ends, yes, as the owner, I want you to leave eventually, but it's gonna have to be pretty quick. And at the same yeah, I wouldn't have rented it, I don't know. I'm funny like that too, you know, especially with Airbnb, which is why I thought of it. I'm like, well, Anybody that I would have rented it to would have been someone that I can, I know that I could probably have to go there and be there with them for at least a day. <laughs> but I mean, seeing how things played out, I guess it worked out for them. Because I mean, I will say this, you know, the one that got on my nerve is a little girl. She has, she got bitchy at times, not going to front. Well, yeah, she was a little bit overboard because it didn't have to be all that. And not only that, but I mean, there was some, so, okay, we'll get to the point of the movie that I didn't like. There was so much inference and kind of some bullshit drawn like, okay, look, yeah, Ethan Hawke's character was kind of scummy and shit, but at no point did he infer that he wanted to fuck her. And she started telling her dad that he was trying to fuck her. And it's like, I don't think that that was the case. That was, I mean, he seems like a good dude all in all. Uh But then you're trying to assume that dude wants to fuck you as a teenager too. And that's not, that's painting this character in a bad light. That's weird. And I'm pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure Ethan Hawke saw the hair under her arms and said, no, thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was not. So, I knew. I knew. I, yeah. I knew. I knew. I knew. I was gonna say. Just, Why are said, we no, watching another no. movie that they specifically showed us hairy armpits on a woman? Like for <laughs> real, bro. Look, I teach his own. I'm gonna say that I'm at not first. Knocking it. There, 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 there are plenty of dudes who love afros under the arms and in the crotch. I'm just not one of those guys. I'm just not that guy. And, you know, she's a beautiful girl, um, too. She's yes. a beautiful girl, too. Yeah. Very I pretty. don't think any of the four of us are that guy, are we? <laughs> I'm not into that airy shit, you know? No, no It thanks. goes back to but, what I'm I mean, saying. That's a, It was symbolism. It's not just because she has hairy armpits, I promise you. It was because the production of this movie, was that was one of the things that wanted to get put across ever so slightly. Just like the last one. Just So one thing that I didn't get, maybe you guys can help me out about this. The one thing that confused the shit out of me was the whole reveal of the movie was when Kevin Bacon talks about, okay, well, maybe it's these guys, and I figured this. And I, granted, they're still not supposed to have any confirmed idea at the end of the movie because it leaves it kind of open-ended. Because Kevin Bacon the says whole the Koreans. He's talking... Well, he's talking or about the Chinese, whole plot maybe. Of step what do you one mean? is this, step two is this, and then step three is let the motherfuckers fight it out over themselves. And mm-hmm. that there's just going to be so much confusion that they fight it out over themselves. But then as it pulls out on the city from that last shot, it pulls out from the city and it shows there's like a war going on. And then it shows a news report about how there's like fucking renegade forces. There's an actual invasion taking place currently. And I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking, why would you make the reveal? This whole thing about step one, step two, step three, where we take each other out. And then there's an invading force that doesn't, I mean, the whole point was confusion, but that was stage two, not well, stage three. For so me, I don't know, man. Yeah, it seemed like the end, I feel like they just had to get out of there somehow. Yeah. Or, the way I saw it, we have middle-aged men crossing the borders right now no women no kids great numbers in 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 mass numbers so that's kind of where when they were like you know we had it was saying there were invasions taking place that's kind of where you know we we kind of already know these guys were already here and that the shit was going to happen here true with uh with the way he was saying in that monologue which was a great monologue at the end of the movie when he was like yeah yeah that's how he you know, I've said it before. Again, things played out politely in this movie. 
in real life, it's not going to play out politely at all in no way, shape, or form. I would say because it because it had just hit the onset, I think we would have seen that if they dipped in a little bit more. But yeah, they no, took no. it very polite as far as like what we got to see. That was a very yeah. nice interaction. It doesn't always go that way, especially when the shit hits the fan. Well, no mm -hmm. doubt. So that could all come work. together at the end there was good. I think that was the yeah. they were trying oh, yeah. to say, hey, look, shit's getting ready to go down. Um, you know how like when there is an emergency, when you're in a like public place and they're like, please remain calm. Go out on a single file because they don't want everybody running out and making it chaos and worse, right? Um, that's 100% what these type of movies are angled to do is to start to dictate our reaction to real events. Um, it's If I hear, please stay calm, walk out in single file. That means I need to run. My ass is pulling a George Costanza and getting the fuck out of Dodge. I think I smell some smoke back here. <laughs> all right yada yada if you yada. see me running you better run too don't ask questions uh, just join the fucking club i say that every yeah, uh, i say that run. quite constantly al is, is like if you see me running you better start running too because something is coming behind us yeah, yeah i don't i'm being chased <laughs> for sure yeah. And, yeah, yeah. if i've got speed more than walking something's worse something i'm not you know i'm we'll not talk, one we'll, to scream yeah, we'll talk about it later <laughs> you know what i'm saying we can talk about it we'll later talk, we'll talk about when we get where we're going man it's fine <laughs> Don't you, better ask come on. you better come up. <laughs> Bro, I see somebody running. I'm gone. Now I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I just, I gotta get out of here. How fortunate. Now, we all know Kevin Bacon already had his set up. But how fortunate was he to have the information to let these people know? Because he didn't really have to. Kevin Bacon could have made his way to that. To, to their neighbor's house. But that's the thing, too, especially especially with all the politics. And I know that everybody kind of leans one way or another. Now, something that I've always said is I don't really necessarily, there's things that I believe, but a lot of it isn't everything I hear every day. What I will do is take it in, hold it, weigh it, compare it to other shits that I've heard, but I'm not going to take anything on face value. That being said, it is important to stay abreast of the other ideas that are out there. But like, you don't have to subscribe to them. But you want to know what the other side is thinking, yeah, what the news is thinking, what the conspiracy theories say. Like, it's good to know that shit. Not subscribe and fully dip into, but, but be on top of. And that's kind of where he was at. Like, yeah, yeah, you listen to enough, you know, right wing, left wing, you hear all that shit. You're going to know whichever way it folds. Did you see that uh, book? That was Did dope. Did you guys see that yeah. fucking book? Yeah. <laughs> that's and, sick, bro. And here's what pissed me off. Here's that's what pissed sick. me off a little bit, because... Again, to go back to that little girl being fucking annoying. Oh, Jesus. All you cared about was friends. At least they had friends. Fucking exactly. friends. Yo, I was looking at that whole, that whole lot. I was like, yo, hopefully they don't have friends. Fuck her. <laughs> and to see like, the way she was... Movie, then, then I'm like, no friends. And another scene my wife walked in on is that little bitch sitting at the table just gorging on all that <laughs> food. Grabbing and watching friends. And like, my wife kind of knew it was a post-apocalyptic post movie, so she's like, is she wasting? I'm like, yes. They're all, all running around himself. outside wow. trying to find her, sure. and she's and they hardly have any food, and she's in there just munching. She gives zero shits about her family, about helping them find anything, about telling them about Bunker, about giving them food. Like, all she gave a shit about was friends. So to me, I'm glad that you brought that up, because to me, that was kind of like, look, man, that was kind of like the people that made the movie saying, hey, look, man, things are going to go the way that it is. It's best you just shut the fuck up and watch Friends. Because she's the only one happy at the end of the fucking movie. The you know what I'm saying? One. Like, she's the only one that's happy. She finds yeah. fucking Bunker, sits down and watch Friends, and she's got the biggest goddamn smile. It seems like to me the movie says, "Hey man, shit's gonna happen. Shut the fuck up. Watch some friends. That's where you, that's your spot." Mm -hmm. And yeah. for folks wondering, and for folks wondering about the deer, whatever frequency they were unleashing, yes, onto the folks that was throwing off the deer, making them behave, the migration the stuff. Yeah. So you know that's why they were acting weird. But good, good. I personally, 
Again, I didn't find out that the Obamas produced it till yesterday. I watched a movie. I actually I enjoyed the hell out of the movie. I thought Julia was great. Mr. Ali was great. Ethan did. Ali was role. amazing. I don't know what I the can't fuck. wait to see him play. Oh, me too, man. I, man, he's gonna be played. Yeah, he's gonna kill it. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck bit their son to make him lose his teeth like that. Or maybe it is the frequency. They said it was the frequency though, right? Because he didn't like cover his ears. Well, he did get bit by that bug though too. You saw him oh, pull like yeah, that leaves off of his leg. He yeah, was the only one that true. got bit. And they do that make a true. reference to that. So that might've been it too. But yeah, but that was a hard scene to watch, man. That was yeah, that fucking was raw. Cause my teeth was, was out right. I was sitting there watching. I was like, oh God, damn it. Yeah. And teeth started coming out. I was like, oh shit. Oh, oh bro. What is happening, bro? Oh that my shit. God. Oh. So let, oh. let me ask this. Would you guys seeing out there, cause you see how the girl and Julia see what's going on and would you guys stick together in that situation at that point? Uh, I, I gotta be honest with you. I don't come with those preconceived notions. I mean, I do, we all do, we all do. So to say that we don't, it's, is bullshit. I would uh, 100% depend on how, how the vibe is that I get off of you. Yeah. If, if, I'm, if I'm I feel like we could be and a team, that... I, I'm going to, I would rather have, cause there's, there's, benefits and numbers to an extent um as yes, long as there is but at the same time not just letting anybody in the herd yeah. it's, it's good that they showed the extremes though too with with ali showing up in a suit as a philanthropist you know he just come from the fucking symphony and stuff there's a big difference than if he had showed up and he'd been like a younger dude with a bunch of his friends and shit like there'd be a whole different chemistry in this one they're telling you hey man look there is no real danger maybe if you shut the fuck up and squash that preconceived notion shit y'all could do something so you're saying you should you're saying yeah. that that it's okay for them to have been racist in their in their it's, assumptions it's, it's, to read a book by its cover. yeah look man no what i'm saying is it's i don't to care be racist black, as long white. as you realize how they were dressed what fool. i'm saying what i'm saying is it's cool if they showed up regardless of the color the rick all laughing because i can't explain it no but what i'm saying is regardless <laughs> if it was two younger dudes g'd out white spanish whatever you're not going to have that same conversation no. But if you show up a daughter and a well-dressed gentleman, whatever color, that's something that you really got to kind of... She's an activist, Sean. She marched with King. <clears throat> she marched with she King. She marched with Did King. Did you guys see that? Oh, my God. We'll talk about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bro. Uh, Am I right? Let's go, <laughs> so, let's, let's go around the board. What do you give the movie, Rick? This one's a tough one. I'm going to go ahead and give it two and a half. Uh, here's why... Because I, I enjoyed the movie element to it, but there was so much symbolism and politics to it that it's just it's my level of red pill, dog. I, I'm red pilled to a point that a movie like that I can't sit back and enjoy it like what you said. I already knew what I was watching was a whole bunch of propaganda, so I watched it from that angle, and so I, that's why I'm not I'm not rating it very high. I, I give it like it's plus Julia made me feel weird too, like she's a fucking clone now. <laughs> they probably got her, her and Kevin. Made me feel weird. Feeling like Julia and Kevin have probably been switched out. So with that said, I'm giving it two and a Ooh. half. <laughs> Sean, you want to go with three on this one? Honestly, like it, it wasn't great. There was a lot of propaganda. I feel everything Rick's saying, but it didn't take me down from where I was able to observe it from kind of just a like a like a look back at it. Um, that being said, the acting was fucking phenomenal between Ali, Bacon, Ethan Hawke's one of my fucking all-time favorites. Like, there yeah, was yeah. some incredible acting in there. Well, there was some terrible the acting, lady, too. The like, young the lady with girl. the hairy armpits was good, too. Yeah. But she was good. She was yes. very good. I don't know her name, so I didn't want to speak on it. But yeah, she's a act. good actor. She was kind of a bitch and hard to watch. Dice noticed right away that, that her nipples get hard very often. They do. They do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was good. She was dead. They were all really good in their roles, so there was a lot that I... The acting means a lot to me in a movie and how they kind of leave you wondering what's going to happen next. It did that for me. Again, it wasn't great, but I feel like it was redeemed at least to a three. That's a solid three. Marcus? Uh, I'm thinking like a three and a half, four. Lena was between the two. It was like, I enjoyed the movie, you know, like propaganda and everything aside, you know, just just the, the theme of what was happening and just like, just how human that shit was. Like, not even how it ended, but just the fact that this is how this would go. And this is, is how humans would be with each other. And again, it would be and like, like, like y'all yeah. said earlier, like how quickly that shit escalated. Like, we came over here politely asking, and seconds later, motherfucking guns were drawn. 
like leave my property on like not we ain't leaving so we get it like no that's how people are gonna be i don't know man it's just exactly some shit like that happens that's exactly how it would be he gave him a lot of chances to turn around and leave and stop bugging him and he kept you know what i mean he kept saying look what's crazy you feel like the more and more that situation was broken the faster it would have gotten there because a week prior to that they wouldn't have that conversation go like that and Mm -hmm. a week later i don't think it ever would have been the mask and nice so it's all based on time and kind of the situation to end it was very true and it, like you said, it's the beginning of everything that's happening. So Literally. everybody's still kind of like filling it out. But yeah, yeah you don't want to just go start popping motherfuckers and then realize it was just like a weekly oops. thing. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oops. Riley kept thinking know, it was going to be like the bad. purge. Riley kept saying, are they going to write? Oh, uh, pre- preface. Riley's the 12 year old who's probably like, she's like 12 going on 35. Probably will always be four. She wild. So she, that that was one of her, that was one of her things. She's like, "When is the purge siren going to start? When is the purge siren going to happen? Like, when are they going to start killing each that other?" And I'm like, I'm like, "I don't think it's that kind of movie, sweetheart." If they would have <laughs> ended with a purge siren, that shit would have been dope. You were right, like the very ending. You just <laughs> I right it. into it. I didn't. You it. now have right twenty-four hours to oh, claim shit. everything you want. <laughs> no penalties. So we well, it was kind of like that too. Like when you look into the Persian movies, they do take that angle from the government and shit. Like the first purge. I don't know if y'all saw it, but that was kind of where they go with it. Oh, yeah. So oh, it yes. led right into that shit. Absolutely, oh, yes. yes. So we got two and a half from Rick. Was that it? Yeah. And we got three from Sean. And a dab. And yeah. Marcus, we'll just go. And we'll just go with four with you, Marcus. I, yeah, I, I go four. I go, go I like four. The, yeah, I was me, just too political. For me, definitely was political. I, for me, I had no idea. You, you got to understand. With everything that's going on, it's always going to be political. Everything is political. Unfortunate. Yeah, I want to add too. Though I liked you, I, I did not know that they had produced it until like yeah, I heard it later on. on, and I was just like, oh, it makes sense. After you know, having watched it, like, that makes sense. I get it. But again, I see it. Human nature. Because remember, we we all lived in Florida. I'm pretty sure for Hurricane Charlie, right? Yeah, we were all here. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. I remember being without power for eight Before. days. Yeah, and uh-huh. going up to the Seven Eleven and witnessing a a shoot a shootout almost take place over ice. Uh-huh. So yeah. shit. Again, seeing how things played out in this movie, everything was done politely in this movie. Uh, no. Not so in real life. But again, the performances in this movie were great. I loved it. Uh, I gave it a four as well. So this this movie gets four blunts from me. And uh, you know, thanks for the recommendation, Marcus. Because it was on my list, but I saw it was like two hours and twenty minutes, and I was like, yeah, but yeah. it didn't feel like it didn't feel like two hours and 20 minutes, you know, because I, I was just so many people talking about it. I was like, oh, we got to watch it and talk. I like the fact that it kept me engaged, like every bit of it, no matter what the propaganda. You that's why engaged, you've heard you so many people talking back. about it, because it was it was definitely a let's call it Absolutely. a CIA fucking Netflix flick. <laughs> well, and I will say this, like, I don't want to take anything away from what we I don't want to take anything away from what we're discussing. But I will say executive producers. It's just another fancy name for the motherfucker that paid for it. It yep. might not be a message from the Obamas. It no. might just be that they said, hey, Obamas, you got a shit ton of money, probably more than you deserve by being in an office. <laughs> but it definitely seems like hey, they fucking just remember, had idea. Just remember, they, the elite have to tell us so that they don't have bad karma. You know, all those people that use the spirit realm and the things that are associated with that, there's a payment. There's a there's a payment for everything, both good and bad, and and if but you do, most... it's basically a way of saying, "Look, I told you it was going to happen, so I don't have bad karma now." <laughs> but I definitely recommend checking it out, folks. Yeah, check it out for sure. Yeah, worth a watch. It's all absolutely worth a watch. It's all the time we have. So uh, yes, if you guys are looking for any artwork, please check my nephew Nate out. 
his infos in our bio. Also, we have some yes, merch. Sir. Please. Bye, yes, bye, sir. bye. Hit like, subscribe, share. All that. Definitely share. appreciate that. Comment, interact, everything. Yes, yes. All by all means, things. comment. And check out Nish, the producer of our intro track. It's called Trap Sex. You can find his music on YouTube and sound. Yes, sir. So signing off, I'm Al, Marcus, Rick, and Sean. Peace.